This podcast may contain question language, will contain spoilers, and it's all suddenly a bit of a rush. and welcome to episode 224 of Movie Drone. I'm wondering if it'll ever stop fucking raining, Steve. Um, no, mate, it's down to climate change, Mark. Is it? Yeah, um, extreme weather episodes, we all should have listened. <laughs> Sorry, we didn't. We chose not to. It's probably too late to change it. Get used to it, strap in for a few you, years. I mean, it is, in my lifetime, probably not going to get too much worse, is it? I mean, probably... Probably a bit worse storms, a bit hotter and that, but like... Just I'm extreme not, weather, mate. I'm, I'm not that bothered if the world... I mean, what, the world's going to end in a couple of hundred I years? I mean, the best thing you can do is throw all the humans off of it, if I'm honest, and then it'll be all right. Right. Sorted. It'll it's, sort itself. Everyone else, all the rest of them will be all right. All the bugs and shit, they'll be fine. There's your revolution yeah, for you. There we are. Okay. So how have you been? I've been all right, mate. I've been all right. Um... Bit of a weekend of it, if I'm honest. I was out two nights in a row. It's a bit much now, my age. <laughs> Bit ridiculous. <laughs> was that Lee's party? Yeah, at Lee's party. I didn't hang around there too long, but I had the dogs the night before. It's just too much, isn't it? I've just, just you know, too much, too much. <laughs> I'm out this weekend as well, apparently. Yeah, why did why didn't you stop that? I why tried. You put your foot down? I tried. Fucking hell. Apparently she's like, no, no, we've got to do this one. We've got to do this one. I was like, why? Yeah, I don't want to go this. <laughs> well, well, can't they just go? That'd be all right, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll have one of our distance watch parties. <laughs> Just text you and go, well, I'm watching this. Oh, I'm watching something different. <laughs> how was that? Yeah, it was all right. Yours? Cool. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. Yeah. I had a good night in the week, mate. Oh. I had a bit of a bad Saturday with my uni. I'm doing my uni. Um, this ain't going to mean a lot to you, but I'm doing linear regressions, right? And multiple regressions. Was you this boring last time you did yeah, it? Yeah, oh, right, fucking okay. right I was. I remember. Um, but I'm, I've got homework, basically. I've got to get my assignment in before I go on holiday. Um, the deadline days while I'm away. And, uh, yeah, I couldn't do it. I was having a bit of a strop Saturday. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't get there. Couldn't make it make sense. I did all the bits around it. And then suddenly, mate, out of the blue on Monday night, I had an epiphany. And then I sat there with all my calculations and my equations. And huzzah! I've done it. Not written it up yet, but I've got the uh, got the answers. That's good, isn't it? If you say so. Huzzah, uh, mate. If you, I, if you I said, think you've got it. Best news of the week, mate. Satsumas are back in the shops. <laughs> Satsumas rule, mate. Bananas drool is all I'm going to say. <laughs> Love me Satsuma time. <laughs> Very exciting. It's probably going to be a shortage, you know. It's difficult at the minute because uh, there's strikes in France and Spain and that, so you can't get the lorries through. It's probably oh. a good idea because it's already given me the shits once this week. Um, <laughs> too many Satsumas apparently have not good effects on yourself <laughs> boosting my vitamin c before i go away um meant that i've lost everything else in my body <laughs> um, but it's fine it's fine um elon musk he's mental isn't he he's mental mate i mean he's, he's just doing what what all the other firms yeah, need to do he's i'm just... trying to work out where our next movie is once that goes wrong the people are on about it's like megalodron or something and there's another one right, we can it? go over to i mean why do we need to move because not, not, not many of the, yeah, but not many of the people that sort of listen to the, like the all the people, the political people who are going to leave. The people, do you we, think? 
Uh, I think we'd just be alright staying put, keeping our heads down. <laughs> what? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Unless you want to do TikToking. No. Yeah, you I'm do, not do. paying the eight quid either. You do a bit of TikToking. No. You do. I learned like, how to do a GIF last night. That was exciting. It. Did it? Yeah. Oh. On my pad. Brilliant. Ultimately, I pressed the wrong button and it recorded a six second GIF of something that no one's any good it's for. It's not your pipe, was it? <laughs> no. <laughs> good. No, unfortunately good. not, mate. Good. But yeah. So we just stay put for the time being. We'll see what happens. Right. Or it all, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. It's exciting, isn't it? Just let it fizzle out. You reckon it will? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Might buy it for a tenner next week anyway. <laughs> How's your week been then, mate? Not too bad, mate. Happy New Year to you. The, um, your hair is famous. Yeah. It's getting famous, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know what's all that's Mark's about. Barnet. Huh? What about tra- mine? What about mine? I mean, my hair should be famous. I've got a ponytail. Just not, me, just not on my head. Yeah, I don't know. Why is your hair getting famous? I don't know. Basically, Ben said he hates me because I've got long hair and then backtracked and was like, oh, no, actually, I only hate people with ponytails. I'm, yeah, I do put it in a ponytail. Yeah, do, do, do you, uh, you do it? You still do an Alice man and that, do you? And a man bun. You do man Only bun, when you? I need to get it out of my face. Man like, bun. If I'm only when working. you're vaping. I'm yeah. smoking, man. I'm vaping. <laughs> in your man bun. I did shave my beard, though, didn't I? Look. That's my holiday shave, that is. Good. <laughs> you still have to wear a beard snood if you came into my place. Would I? Yeah. I wouldn't come into Face your place. Face pants, we call oh, them. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I wouldn't be wearing that. All right, okay. And then uh, I saw something. Right? Do you have to wear a net over your nose then? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking them things hanging out there like a tarantula. Don't <laughs> uh, oh, worry about dear. my beard, mate. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then uh, I walked past. I was going up the estate the other day. I worked uh-huh. from home the other day, so I thought I'd take the dog out. So I was walking around the estate. Yeah, guess what I saw? Your mate who tells you all the good jokes. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, someone doing a walk of shame. How early no. was this? How late was it? Just, uh, just during the day. During the um, day. Okay, someone asleep. Nope. Full-blown Christmas tree and decorations no. in someone's front room. No. They had everything. They had all the baubles, they had the elves and all the fucking decorations. 8th of November, <sighs> apparently. How are they going to afford to run it? <laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking weird, of putting a couple of tea lights in yeah. the tree this year. <laughs> yeah, we're not putting lights on it. It's weird, though, isn't it? It's, it is a early, bit, it's a bit, shot a bit early there. I mean, they? I know the supermarkets have had uh, have had their stuff out before Halloween. They had yeah. the Christmas stuff yeah. out. But you can't really blame them because there might be a shortage. People do want to buy it. They don't mm. know if the prices are going up. It's just a capitalism, isn't it? It's of about like, it supply and demand and people going, If we oh, didn't buy it, they wouldn't put it out. Exactly. And people going, oh, it might not be there in the shops and like scare It'll be there. Stuff. It'll yeah, be there. Don't worry about it. But however, uh, it's a bit early, isn't Took it? Took the bounties yeah. out of celebrations this week. They did two different ones. They've got a bounty pack and a non-bounty they pack. They better fucking have a bounty pack. They do. Take my bounties off of me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so that's it. Yeah. I, I, I mean, well, what can I you mean, say? I mean, the Christmas tree is a bad enough thing on its own. I think that's pretty bad. But isn't all it? the decks, all everything. The they yeah. had like a foot high, two foot high elves and shit. I wonder whether it'd be like a people wouldn't bother this year just because the cost of running it all. But they've shot early. I have. Yeah. yeah. I can't really say anything else other than that. Oh. It's depressing, isn't it? Yeah. There we go. Well, what a week it's been, mate. What a week. <laughs> you got any thanks? Yes, mate. I've got thanks to Write Stuff Reviews, to Little Nick, Manic Pixie Weirdo Pod, Soundtrack Your Life, Keith Noakes, WTM, Mike Mike and Oscar, Timmy, Collateral Cinema, Podcast HQ, VHS Strikes Back, and the podcast that wouldn't die. Thank you very much for all the retweets on the last episode. So I've got special thanks this week to Jill, Cassie, 
Jemmy Russell, Glyn, Sean Panner Nicholson, Emirate Movies, LJ Human, Ian McIntyre, Mr. Positivity, Ben and Paul from Filmbusters, Ryan, and Kareem Helliwell. I haven't seen Robin this week. No. Uh, from work. I don't know if I you've seen him. I've not from Dan. Have either, you not? No, 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 no stop <laughs> listening. Him off. No, he's, he had a little operation. Uh, I oh. don't know what it was. Oh, should we have a guess? What was it? What's your guess? <laughs> That dangerous conversation. I'm going to say penis reduction. Okay, you're going for that one. Okay, I'm going to go for a third nipple removal or a nubinectomy. (laughs) (laughs) So it's one of those things. But uh, good luck to you, Robin. Hopefully, you'll be back tomorrow and you can tell me what you thought about the last episode. (laughs) So there we go. Get well soon, my friend. Promo. Hey, you. Yes, yes, you. Uh huh, you. Right. Do you like music? Of course you like music. What kind of a person doesn't like music? Doesn't matter. Um, I have a music-based podcast called Four Songs in a Dream. And I ask guests to pick four songs that are special to them. Not necessarily their favourite songs, just songs that are special to them. Like I might pick My Girl because my first child was born. The exact moment My Girl came on the radio, which was pretty special. I've had guests such as Stu Whiffen, James Walsh from Star Sailor, the comedian uh, Rich Wilson, the comedian Poppy Hillstead. I've had the author Darlin Garwood. I've had Martha Theon. So please listen to my podcast. Four songs in a dream. Okay, four songs in a dream. Four songs in a dream. Four songs in a dream. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere else. Podcasts, podcasts. Here we go. It's our lovely friend, Sean Pan Nicholson. We've had Mark from Movie Drone. (laughs) I can't remember what his podcast called. What was it called? Four songs in a dream. So the recent episode, Howling Felix. I didn't know that you uh, had to have sort of like one of those pseudonyms when you went on. What would yours have been? I've got one for you. Go on. Pungent Mark. How about that one? Oh. Pungent Mark from Movie Drone. I'd have gone for the Is stealthy that? fox, if I'm honest. <laughs> Crack fox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got, he's got his new own Twitter thing now. He used to be on his own one. So he's at Four Songs Podcast. That's a number four, not a word for. Or you spend ages looking for it. Just to let you know. It's weird, that Twitter, because if you type something just slightly wrong, you don't get nothing. No, I know, so I know mate. I knew it was there. <laughs> I knew it was there. <laughs> so please listen to our friend Sean Pan Nicholson and his beautiful podcast, Four Songs and a Dream. Please. Go on, him. Welcome to the Mark Reads Some Film Lines in Some Similar Voices, and Steve has to guess the film from the lines read to get points game. Hashtag, what's that film? So... <laughs> I, had idea. I had a bit of a nightmare yeah. last week, and yeah. uh, it was a bit weird, wasn't it? Yeah. But um, but yeah. So who got what? And what was it? It was Flipper, mate. <laughs> Flopper, zipper. <laughs> Flopper, flipper. It was Free Willy, of course. It was. Um, now Ben, Ben's back on the scene. Um, he got five for Scream. Oh right, did he? Yeah, yeah and guessed four for Pinocchio on this one. Um, didn't get that one right, what, but he got five for Scream. <laughs> Was it was it Ben who got Pinocchio? Was it or Paul who guess Pinocchio? No, no, it was it was Ben. Was it Pinocchio. as if you would be as highbrow or complex <laughs> to make up clues that lead to Pinocchio? I know you were literally undoing your zipper and pretending to get your rod out. That was like the <laughs> and was, you went flipper. <laughs> I mean zipper flipper. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there's no riddle solving here, mate. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's just a man getting his rod out. Yeah, it's Emma got a one, mate. Jamie Russell got a one. Right. Glyn got a four. Elmo smashed it with a four as well, mate. Right. Elmo's playing because he thinks, oh, I can get that one. I can get that one. I'll jump in. And he loves that film. Kareem, zero, mate, unfortunately. Paul from Filmbusters got a one. 
and I'm struggling here and panicking because I know you sent me Jill's over and one. I can't. One. Jill yeah. got a one too. Yeah. Not so good. Not so good, Lots is it? Lots of ones. Shit, Phil. I mean, a lot of people got it on the clue. Nice whale. <laughs> I mean, good job, everyone. <laughs> Shit, Phil. Yeah. Shit, Phil. So what you got so. for us this week? So five points in, mate. What's that, Phil? You know we're sitting on four million pounds of fuel, one nuclear weapon and a thing that has 270,000 moving parts built by the lowest bidder. Makes you feel good, doesn't it? <gasps> no. Oh. No. Four points, mate. What's that, Phil? Components, American components, Russian components, all made in Taiwan. That's <laughs> the best uh, I've got. That's the best it? I've got, yeah. Is sorry it? about that. Uh, I, I, I do recognise it, yeah. you know, but okay. I, I don't know. Three know. points then. What's that, Phil? Get off the nuclear warhead. Oh, fuck, I do know this one. You're a bastard. Sorry, mate. <sighs> oh, I don't know. Two points then, mate. What's the film? I will make 800 feet. I swear to God I will. I will make 800 feet. I swear to God I will. Oh, it's really bad because I know it. Oh, it's the best time. It's really, it really bad because I know it. I do know it. But I'm, I don't know. No. I don't know. One point then, mate. What's that film? Miss Stamper. Colonel Willie Sharp, United States Air Force, ma'am. Requesting permission to shake the hand of the daughter of the bravest man I ever met. <laughs> Is it? Yay! <laughs> well done, mate. Oh, dear. Oh, dear, dear, dear. At least I got it. You did. At least I got you it. Didn't. It does go I to didn't show... have to do any memes or anything. No, it does go to show that I do watch films. Yeah. I do understand. Yeah, oh, well, that's a bit pooey then, isn't it? Yeah. That's a bit pooey. Um, might, might be a tough one, to be honest, because... Well, I think so, because some of the lines sort of sounded like a lot of different sort mm. of generic films, you know. Might have been chosen for that, mate. You never knew. There we go. So please let us know what you think it is and how many you think you got via DM only, please. Damn it. <laughs> go on then, move on. Here we go. Yeah. Changed it up, didn't I? Oh, no. Put threw me right out. out. My little <laughs> thumb went into panic mode. <laughs> so Mark's mail sack. Yeah. So uh, I mean, we keep on having them. I ask yeah. you if you've got a question. You tell yeah. me what the question is. We yeah. must still have in the, some in the sack. But we, We're not mm-hmm. done for November, mate, because right. I've had to plan ahead a little bit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, let's have some Christmas ones. Why not? Or okay. Easter. We'll answer anything. <laughs> Easter. Easter. Let's do them all the wrong way around. Yeah. yeah, brilliant. Okay, so please, where can people, mate, send those questions? They can send them via Twitter, which is at movie underscore drone. Via email on moviedronepodcast at hotmail.com. And if Robin and Dan are still listening, just drop them on a post-it. <laughs> so, <laughs> they're not. They're 100% not. So moving on, mate. Yeah. This is the next section. This is the section that we love to call... Question time. Question time. Question time. Time for the question. Question time. Question time. Question time. Time for the question. Question time. There we go. So, um, yeah, question yeah. this week. Who's it from? What's it about? It's from Kareem Halliwell, who asked me a question. It's obviously, he's joined us recently. He started to listen back to the old ones, but he hasn't heard us be a bunch of twats yet where we're all like, no such thing as under a film. No such thing don't exist. <laughs> he wanted to know our 500 rated films. Informed him we don't have any. So he's going to go for our five nearest 100 rated films, mate. Right, so I've gone four, right? Yeah. Films that I think I could have scored 100, mm-hmm. 
based on my first watch when yeah. I came out the cinema and yeah. I'm like, God, oh, that was so fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, in my uh, yeah, and I'd say they scenario. don't necessarily have to be your favourite films because some of your favourite films you look at and you think, much I like that. I couldn't actually score that under no. as, it, as its faults. So it just clicks with you, doesn't it? Yeah, so I've got for films that I just blew me away on the first watch. When I list, when I thought about them afterwards, they went yeah. down obviously because we, we we don't do yeah. hundreds. But there we go. Let's exactly. let's go for it. Shall we? Shall we learn a bit about Kareem first? Yeah, go on. Some of his ones. Then, so his hundreds are Pulp Fiction, Heat, Fargo, Casino, and Zodiac. Clearly wrong on a few of those. Um, but honourable mentions he's given to Crocodile Dundee, Who Dares Wins, Firefox, The Thang, and 12 Angry Men. Okay, all right. I mean, uh, got a few mixed up on the different lists there. Well, they listen, I mean, there's some films that you could e- easily say that people would, you know what I mean, mm. give give right up there. Well, don't listen to me, Kareem. I'm an idiot. No? Okay, we know that. He'll so, <laughs> get to learn. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. So, go on then. What have you got, mate? Number five, mate. I'll not put these in order because I suppose, don't suppose there's any reason to, but my fifth one is Goodfellas. Right. I can imagine that being amazing. <laughs> I've seen it so many, so many times now, um, but I, I wish I was old enough to have gone to the cinema and watched this. What was it like, mate? <laughs> <laughs> good. Yeah? Yeah. It's good. Yeah, yeah weren't under though. No, but uh, but no, it was good. My uh, number five, and and obviously some of these films, it's just it's just about the circumstance. Yeah, Fury. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I went to see Fury, and I went to see it in like an IMAX. Fucking, that was tense, tense. And I came Stories out, and it was getting boring. Well, now, mate. <laughs> piss <laughs> Every off, time. idiot. <laughs> what anyway, what was there? <laughs> <laughs> That's so fun. Uh, the um, smell of all the death around me <laughs> in the cinema. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's clearly not a hundred film, but it was yeah. it was a great experience. Yeah, no, brilliant, mate. My number four, The Green Mile. <laughs> Beautiful film, if a tad long, <laughs> but absolutely stunning. Can't, I'm, I've been speaking to Jane Russell about this. I'm going to shout to the little one. Right. I've got to find a spare like three and a half hours to sit down with her. Right. Beautifully told film. Okay. There we go. Yeah. My uh, next one, yeah. American Graffiti. Okay. Hi, I'm Glastonbury. Yeah, yeah. In that car. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Bit cold, but it's not a not fault a lot of the time f- spent in the car. <laughs> not a fault of the film, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you know what I mean. I yeah. really enjoyed that at that time, and yeah. I could probably. I mean, yeah, there's numerous reasons why I probably enjoyed that a lot more. Okay. But um, but yeah, it was good. Okay. One number three, right? One of my first two DVDs that I ever purchased. Seven it's in letterbox. Right. What an amazing first watch that was. Okay. Blown away. Blown <laughs> away. That was my new word from last week. Blown away. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay. My number, what is it? Three. Two, three. Three. Yeah. Alien. Okay. First one. Right. When that fucking thing came out of the yeah. chest. Yeah. That was terrific. And I think I, I think for me, I'd, I'd watched a lot of like more schlocky horror before that. Mm-hmm. And like sci-fi or whatever, and like this had quite a slow burn pace to it. Yeah. Um, and when that happened, just yeah, fucking bang. Not one of them flashy things from Men in Black, so you yeah. could like set the DVD up and then flash yourself. So you Blu-ray, watch. I'd probably watch Blu-ray now. Or days, yeah. Blu-ray, yeah, yeah, but you get a flashy thing and you can watch everything for the first time again. Yeah, yeah, Amazing. Would it, would it not sort of delete everything? So you no, know, you'd, you'd have to, to, depends how you set your little stick thing up. Oh, I suppose you have to <laughs> read the instructions, I would. Could all go wrong. Number two for me, mate, is The Silence of the Lambs. Right. Perfect. As close to perfect as you can get with a film. Okay. Do wonder about its age. I remember it being so, so good, and I still really, really enjoy it, but I think they hit the nail on everything there. Okay. It's so close. There we go. My number two, 
American Honey. I was very surprised, uh, excited, wasn't I, yeah. when I came to see you about yeah. it? I think that was one of the first times that I really enjoyed a two and a half hour film that doesn't really do a lot. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? I might have found sort of uh, my films. Don't feel like two and a half hours. Though, does no, it? it doesn't. It's beautiful. No, you want. Yeah, here we go. My number one, mate. Surprise, 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 Midsummer. There we go. Move on. <laughs> it's beautiful, isn't it? I, I can't say it enough. It's just a great film. Everything right about it. So gutted I missed it at the cinema. It is now the only film I believe I'm desperate to see at the cinema. Oh, yeah. In big, I think I've done the rest. I've managed to get to Karate Kid. I've seen The Exorcist. Done Jaws. All the certain retro ones. That is the one I want the director's cut in a cinema on my own. Right. Going to be amazing. <laughs> you Just you and a load of pizza and that. I, I mean, I don't mind a few people, but not strangers. Oh, I'm just going to put strangers in there. <laughs> Definitely. Be amazing. My number one, yeah. Borat. Um, I, had a, <laughs> I had a fantastic experience going with Julian. He okay. never go. He never comes out to the cinema or nothing. Yeah. He never goes out and does anything like that. And uh, and we just cracked up from start to finish. And like, I had a very good experience. And it was very, very bonding yeah. with my friend. Cool. Um, it was good. You got any uh, honourable story, bro? Um, no, I don't think so. I have. Go on. Um, I've got Pulp Fiction. Yeah. I remember watching that the first time. Uh, Ravenous. Yeah. Uh, Naked Gun, obviously. Um, Stan and Ollie. Really did enjoy yeah, that. that. I had a lot great, of, a lot of thingy from that. And um, there was one more, uh, Jackass Forever okay. with the boys. That was good fun. It actually. was, yeah. As I much mean, as I didn't want it to be, I was yeah. so gutted when yeah. I come out of there and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Let's get them back on. Yeah. Um, there we go. So thank you very much, Kareem. Yeah. That's our uh, films that uh, probably touched on 100 for about... 10 seconds. Yeah. And then well, obviously found a couple of dropped thoughts. back down. Yeah. <laughs> so there we go. All right. Yeah. Moving on. Yes, mate. We saw a film. We did, mate. We saw a film, mate. It's currently 7.9 out of 10 on IMDb. It's a 15, two hours, 28 minutes long, billed as an action drama war with synopsis of a young German soldier's terrifying experiences and distress on the Western Front during World War One. Got no numbers on this one, mate. This is directed by Edward Berger, starring Felix Camara. Albrecht Schuch, Daniel Brew and Sebastian Hulker. This was 2022's All Quiet on the Western Front. Kip. Sorry, mate. There's a reason you, for that you clip. Muted my mic as well. Sorry. There's a I reason for that. I will explain that clip shortly. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. So, um, uh, there we go, mate. There we go. So, what did you think of the anti-war film 2022's All Quiet on the Western Front? Got fifty-fifty on this one, mate. Got fifty-fifty, but one of them is probably higher than fifty. So it's not 50-50. Probably 70-30, shall we say. <laughs> I thought it was beautifully made and shot, mate. And I was shocked because I'm sure you said to me, mate, this one's subtitled this. And I thought, oh, it's subtitled. Mrs. Well, I'm not watching that. I'm not up for that, Mark. I'm going to read a book. So I was like, that's great. I'll see you in two and a half hours. <laughs> Flicked it on. She went, oh, I understand it. Either I'm suddenly speaking German, Mark, or that's dubbed. And I thought, oh, it's dubbed. Um... And I wish it weren't. Um, I mean, on one one side, it was nice to spend some time with her and to watch a film. 
On the other side, mate, <laughs> I wish I'd have watched it subtitled because I felt the dubbing let it down. It didn't reflect the emotion on the line delivery very well. And I think it took away from some of the performances by the actors. You reckon? And I think it's damaged it. When I watched, when I went to record this clip, the clip is in German. Right. And when I watched it, you, you normally it. you normally keep them when they're in German though. It's normally like part of the amusement, isn't it? Yeah, that, that none yeah. of us can understand. understand. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't do that. I wanted again. to make my point. <laughs> I wanted okay. to make my point. I feel like I've made it. I didn't think it was too bad in German okay. in, in in English. Mm. Um, I, I I mean for me, I you know obviously I've been a bit knackered and all that. I was yeah. a bit worried that I was going to fall asleep when I watched it. I'd heard it. It was available in English. Someone told me it wasn't too bad. And I thought, if I watch it as subtitles, I'm going to get tired watching yeah. and I'm going to fall asleep. Okay. So I watched it dubbed in English. It's probably the only way that I would have got through two and a half hours. Okay. Um, if I'm honest, even yeah. though, uh, spoilers, I enjoyed the film. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it would have kept my attention for okay. that long if I watched it in German. Well, it's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. Probably if I watch it again, I'll watch it in German. I'm, I didn't yeah. think it really made it a lot worse. I, I, I thought it was a little bit embarrassing at points. Okay. I thought there was... Did you? I didn't notice it was bad I at all. I thought there was... Some, not necessarily the, the actual thing, but there was some lines delivered that just felt emotional and it almost felt like... Do you know when you watch the... I mean, my nan used to be one at it. She used to play with her remote control <laughs> and you'd be sitting there, you'd go for a cup of tea and then you'd hear yeah. suddenly, John walks towards the shops <laughs> and she's got audio description on yeah. and it was felt like they was just delivering their lines without... The emotion, and I suppose in fairness to the voice actors, they're only watching what's happening, whereas the other guys are yeah. in that mood. I, I, I just, didn't, I, I, I got to be honest, I just did not. Are you as tired, sir? They are. Yeah, I just didn't think, I, I didn't see bad dubbing. I, I thought it looked all right. And oh, it looked fine, the dubbing. Yeah, yeah. I, I weren't like out of sync and stuff, which I mean, you have to accept anyway, it's dubbed. Mm. Shit happens, I can deal with that. It was the emotion, but the would, lines. Would you have been able to get the emotion from a German the German language though would I don't know because it's only if someone shouts in German and shouts in English it's still shouting I'm not quite sure if, if no but they might have gone here John over here and on the dub it went here John over here mm, and it, it, it just lacked the, for me mate I think if you went back did and watched it did you watch it in German to, to know that that's the truth no okay I, it just felt so that's a guess well, you, I, can guess. I can just assume it would be better in German sorry mm. I haven't had a spare okay. two and a half hours to revisit well, okay. it okay um, but I just felt, if if not then, if it's no better in German, then the acting was shit. But I don't want to say the acting was shit. Acting was shit. Well, exactly. Because I don't want to say it to him. Because I'm sure without that dubbing, it would have been better and it's damaged it for me. Okay. I'm sorry. I did learn a lot, though. I learned a bit. Um, do you know, it's it's terrible because it's like... World War II is a poster war, isn't it? That's the poster boy of the wars. Mm -hmm. That's the one we all learn about. And I didn't t pay too much attention in history at school. weren't much interested. A bit of a knob. Um, so it was nice to realise the whole story behind Armistice Day. Right. And the importance of the 11th hour, 11th day, 11th month. I just thought it was a token time, mm. if I'm honest. I just thought they had... I didn't realise that war ended on schedule. Mm. I didn't realise that. They said, right, war's over in three and a half hours, mate. <laughs> I thought they would have just gone, right, that's it. Right, lads, get your ball. You go back that way. You go back that way. I learned a lot. I did. And I'm glad I watched it. I'm, I'm, I understood what armistice means, but I didn't relate it all back. I um, I learned that German dog tags were different. Yeah. That was just fucking, I'd never seen that before. Yeah. I okay. take it that was true. No. Is it not? No. Oh, 
What, you didn't. don't have to. You don't have to do them like that. During World War One, mate, there was a single piece, and they didn't actually bring the two piece until afterwards. Oh, right. But okay. it was. A, I like the idea right. of it. Okay, but I learned that at some point in history, yeah. it was a two piece. Yeah, snap away one. Yeah, yeah. Crazy though. It was good, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. quite sad. I mean, yeah, it wasn't good to have them torn off you, but obviously, yeah, I didn't realise it was like that. It was. Um, it was it wasn't Hollywoodized. No. As much as Saving Private Ryan, which no. I, I like, I do like a war film. It was gritty. Oh yeah, I do like Saving Private Ryan, but um, but yeah, I I mean the the opening scene drew me in. Mm. What a fantastic way of making it seem um, or telling a story about the loss of life with the garments going through from the yeah. dead people, yeah. and then taking them uh, off the battlefield, so the uniforms, yeah. and then washing them and, yeah. and and repairing them and that. And then giving them to someone else. And, and going, oh, yeah, he must have, like, must gone have. home or something. Well, no, yeah. No, his actual word was, it was probably too small for the fella. <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> Fucking, but, yeah. but what a great what a great idea to bring into a film to say, like, you know what I mean? This is, this is horrific and, and this is, we don't have enough uniforms for all these yeah. people that are dying, you know. And actually and the uh, kids going, oh, I'm quite looking forward to this. Yeah, Should yeah. be a bit of fun. Yeah, yeah. Let's all go and have some fun. Yeah, that, I mean, that was pretty sobering. I really yeah. did like that. Um, got to mention, we're having a really good few weeks with scores. Yeah. Got to be honest, you love the old Terrifier, yeah. didn't you? Yeah. I love Barbarian. Yeah. I thought that the score um, in this yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I like got it told like a, off. It was like a War of the World sci-fi sort of I thing. I got told you know off, I mean? mate. I kept walking around going, dum, dum. <laughs> mm, <laughs> it's crazy, yeah. wasn't it? Can you stop that now? Yeah. And I was like, he's yeah. such a good, he's like, then brilliant, brilliant scores like with Jaws where you just get the two notes and it was like two or three notes. Yeah. But it set the whole scene. It was like the the Batman one, wasn't it? When, yeah. In the background and that. But when they was all lining up on the front at that one time, you could hear it like rumble uh, in the background mm. um, as it came. Yeah. It, that, I mean, I thought that was great. We were having a really, really good few weeks for scores. Like, this is where I wished I was into vinyl and stuff a bit more because I think movie scores recently, I'd love to have some of the vinyl of. Yeah. Yeah. Something else I don't need to get into, though, mate. This is, you know. <laughs> um, talking about the actual film, the sets were pretty authentic, I would imagine. I weren't there, but I have seen. Yeah. Horrible. It must have been horrible to have to film it. Yeah. I mean, just the grim mud and shit yeah. and everywhere. You know, it was just absolutely awful. Um, imagine it these days, though. All that sort of stuff. Here, boss. Can't get the Wi-Fi on. Yeah, you're in a trench, mate. We're, like, killing each other. Yeah, what's the Wi-Fi code? <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, it doesn't... I, I can't even put myself in that situation. These films make me feel like a coward, right? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Because there ain't no way that I would be going over there. If I was, I'd be running behind quite yeah. a few people, like yeah. yourself. I'd be running behind them. And I just can't imagine doing it. No. I cannot imagine having the bollocks to go over the front of there while Horrific, people were doing it. Absolutely it's unbelievable. Down even the small things, like when they're sitting there sharing bread and he just sort of holds this manky, muddy bit of bread up and he sort of takes a bit off. <laughs> I'm going to eat worse than that. I've eaten worse than that on site and stuff. When yeah, I've been, I, like, sort of... I think I'm right, thanks, mate. <laughs> I think I'm right. It was, yeah, it's, I mean, this is, I was getting quite sad at points and I've got, I suppose I've got a different perspective on it now, but I was just like, they're just fucking kids. Yeah. And it's the sheer number and they knew they were fodder. For essentially fuck all. Yeah, it is a shame. It is really, I mean, really the, bad. I think, like you say, it got over the numbers really well because there, the piles of the dog tags you saw, and the uniforms being recycled, and the just the body count. I mean, 
whoever's going to sit down and work out a body count in this one, good luck to him <laughs> because it would have been. Um, I, I just think it's a bit of a sobering sort of reminder, mate, that you get on a bit. You know, maybe settle things, rock, paper, scissors, or something well, like it's that. Come, it's come a long way, isn't it? We, we yeah. do, we do. Yeah, a lot yeah we're of just going to fucking now, so. blow each other up with nuclear <clears throat> shit now. Let's not worry about it. I mean, uh, talking about the score, we have to go to the effects as well. So the lighting effects, I thought, were fantastic across the battlefield, mm. especially one scene when there was some flares that went over, yeah. and they had like cutscenes of like the countryside and 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 sort of the battlefield. Yeah. I thought those as like um, semi stills or slightly moving steals if you know what I mean if that makes sense yeah. um, were just absolutely beautiful absolutely beautiful cinematography yeah. um, there was like a, a very very pleasant scene in amongst carnage yeah a little, little bit of peace I suppose and you're sort of just away from the barracks in that and then it sort for me it also made it realistic on how close all these wars were to actual normal people's lives yeah. if you yeah. like um, the triumph of the movie yeah. I thought though was the way that they managed to get across the contrast between the people on the battlefield and the pen pushers in the back. Wow, mate. Um, and I just thought that, that the, the, the going from one to the other yeah. was just a fantastic way of telling and um, uh, making you feel for the characters that were on the front line. Yeah, I thought I was going to get told off for saying that, if I'm honest. So I was about to say, I don't want to get too political, but it just shows that human dynamics haven't changed mm. and the rich and the powerful make the decisions for the peasants and we just all have to get on with it. Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. Well, uh, the reason I think that they done it well here is because there was a story behind the pen pushers, which was obviously yeah. trying to get the armistice signed, etc., yeah. and, and doing all that. But it actually showed you them eating extravagantly yeah. and, and living extravagantly. Just getting his glass of wine and just exactly, finishing yeah. it up, flick the yeah. rest of and, it. And he actually had a, a comeback later on in the film where one of those characters that we saw doing all that actually sent these people back into war yeah. an hour or two before the armistice just as mm. one final battle, which had a very, very profound... Um, something that happened at the end, which we'll yeah. get to. But yeah, I thought that that was the triumph of the film, yeah. showing that um, these two different sides, it didn't just flick from one to the other and show you there was actually a story in both of those uh, yeah. both of those sort of areas no absolutely mate I, I, I liked those aspects of it there was one I found a bit weird and it was I thought there was a bit of a lack of character development on the fringe characters mm. and I know we're only following the one guy mm. um, Paul. But, Paul but I think the rest of them were a bit wishy-washy and I didn't feel much more for them than I did anyone else who died and I've sort of got the feeling I was supposed to like with a guy with the glasses and stuff, I hadn't got to know him well enough. Yeah, and I know that that that's probably their technique they're using is oh they were pretty much new friends and he died. Yeah, but I I didn't feel like we had gelled enough with them. No, um, I, mean, I thought it suffered a little. But I felt like I knew more about the fella sitting in there drinking and throwing wine around. Yeah, than I did some of his mates. Yeah, I think we had the moustache pair, didn't yeah. we? And then uh, we obviously had the other one, the weird one that I didn't quite like and get on with the yeah. one that sort of had the picture of the woman yeah um he was obviously losing it and yeah. and yeah, that was a bit weird but i'm quite glad that they didn't become super soldiers you got like the sergeant in saving yeah. private ryan yeah. who like just gets up and, and yeah. goes into the bullets and, and i liked the fact they didn't make these mustaches. they were scared pairs. young kids weren't they yeah but, but i did actually think that they developed yeah. so do you remember the time when the, 
the new lot of young kids come out just before the armistice battle, yeah. how rugged and that those guys looked. Yeah. I thought they did a great job of showing how, how war-weathered they were yeah. by that time. But yeah, I was glad we didn't have um, those. I thought the lead, I thought it was a great performance. Yeah. I, he certainly was um, fantastic. As he said, you didn't really have that much around him. No. Um, there wasn't many that sort of carried it on all the way through the film. I mean, let's just talk about some of the scenes, mate. I mean, the, the, I thought that they were quite savage. Yeah. One of the, the, the main ones for me was the tank one, when the tanks came up and started yeah. blowing people. Just that rumbling. Cause, Followed by the flamethrowers. I mean, that was fucking horrific, wasn't it? You know that whole I mean? thing, it's like we see your um, sort of charge and we raise you these fucking great tanks <laughs> and blokes with flamethrowers. Yeah. I mean, that that was all quite... I th- think there was this bit of a nucleus, if I remember rightly, then it's the crater scene that follows that. It is, yeah. Um, but, yeah. I mean, the flamethrowers, they looked like futuristic, didn't they? Yeah. It was yeah. weird. Well, they would have looked futuristic yeah. to these poor fuckers on the front line, wouldn't they? Yeah. We, it, it sort of gave me, even though I'd seen it, it gave me a great... With the lighting and everything... And the fact, obviously, you had the tanks, you just had the tanks doing it. It gave me a feeling that I was seeing that thing for the first time yeah. as well yeah. and how horrendous that would have been. I mean, that's when his mate got, the, the weird one, got lit up, didn't he, while he was begging There's for his life. weird thing. It's like that lack of human connection, isn't it? It's like, right, you are against him. Mm. And it's like, no matter what, how can you burn? I mean, they, no wonder these poor kids come home damaged. Yeah, no Because you do all this shit, even if you survive, mate, can you imagine coming home knowing you've done that? Yeah, fuck that. And then we obviously did get the crater scene. I thought it was a bit weird. I don't think it would have gone that silent. No. Um, so it, I didn't believe that that would have happened, that they were the only ones sort of on the... the but it helped the scene. Yeah. I mean, that was fucking horrible, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, f- imagine it, it sort of rivaled the stabbing scene in Saving Private Ryan, yeah. which I still think is one of the most poignant scenes in that. But this was... I mean, this bloke just was having a slow death, yeah. you know? I mean, sort of rammed all that stuff in his putting mouth. Putting mud in his mouth and then feeding him that dirty water. That probably yeah. didn't do him much. <laughs> I was thinking good, Legionnaires you know? or Veals well, disease. probably people's brains and that, yeah. it? But yeah, trying to, and the solitude as everyone was around it and, and just that, that up camera shot, you know, the camera shot from yeah. above that just showed them in this crater. Um, I thought that that was great filmmaking. I don't think it was, uh, it wasn't massively different to what we've no. seen in other ones, but... You know, they did enough different yeah. because uh, yeah, it was elongated. They certainly dragged that death out of that poor mm. fucker. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and they weren't. They didn't rush to get away from it, did they? No, no sure. I wish not. they had. Yeah. Okay, no. <laughs> um, and then, uh, obviously, as we go towards the end, we're still talking about scenes. Uh, we've got the, the injured bloke with the fork. Yeah. That was that came out of the blue, didn't it? Well, that Cass, was a nice little scene. That Cass was. sat there and she went, he's going to stab himself. And I was like, no, he ain't. She's like, he's going to stab himself. I was like, you reckon? And then off he went. Yeah, a few fucking times. I was eating my dinner at the time. Oh, yeah. And I got my fork and I pressed it up against my neck and I was like, nah, I'm all right. <laughs> I mean, it weren't very nice. That was a nice little scene, them having yeah. dinner and that in there. Yeah, that was crazy. I just like the way the other bloke behind's got his soup. <laughs> <laughs> I've got that written down. There's still a bloke just eating. He's like, <laughs> oh, if he don't want that, I'll have it. But that's an horrible thing to think that you could be that. Desensitised sort of desensitised to it, yeah. Uh, and I imagine that did happen. Uh, we're sort of coming on towards the end. I don't know yeah. what you think. I mean, um, uh, I thought Paul looked really thin. I'm not quite sure whether yeah. he whether he actually did lose weight as it went through. Yeah. Um, again, we're talking tired. about yeah, we're talking about war weathered. The end went a little bit differently than I thought. Yeah. I thought that Paul was going to get uh, killed when yeah. he went for the goose eggs or whatever yeah. it was. 
but it didn't quite work out that way, did it? No. Did you need? Did we need that little bit? With no, us, mate. No. I, I think this is just for me. Just, I know it was an epic. Um, it was very powerfully told, but I just felt it was a tad on the long side, and that was a repetitive scene for me. We'd already had the one where they got the goose. Mm. That was good enough for me. We didn't well, need his mate. No, I thought that Paul would die there, and that yeah. would be the ironic bit that the oh. war is over, pretty yeah. much, and that he died getting the eggs for no yeah. reason. But, but yeah, then then we lost him. I suppose it was just to sort of prove that Paul had lost everybody. Yeah, and then yeah, you know, at the end, it was it that that was the most Hollywoodized bit of it. Yeah, you can sort of see it coming. Yeah. It made me a bit sad. I didn't want that for the bloke. No, but again, I didn't want that for the film. It, it did make me appreciate, though, because we had that almost round robin, the sort of deja vu scene where he's like, you injured boy. No, get collecting tags then. Yeah. And then we had that with another one. And then it made me think about all the others, because when he started the film, when he was going around collecting the tags, every one of these people had their story to tell. Yeah. And I know I don't know whether this was a real story or this is obviously been put together, but I don't know whether it's based on an actual soldier. Yeah. But you think every one of them soldiers, no matter how long or short, had a story to tell. I think that this is why I wasn't too bothered about watching it in German, because it could have easily been a a story about a French lad or an yeah. English lad or well, an American lad or whatever I mean, in any sort of war, you yeah. know. I think they're all interchangeable. So I suppose it's like watching Save It Private Ryan in German. Yeah. I, I don't everybody's got their story to tell. I don't yeah. think it matters what language you tell it in. No, it's just weird. Like, my granddad, he, 108 when he died, his dad was in World War One. He was due to go to World War Two. He was supposed to go on Normandy bits, and then a week before he got blown up by a mine. Right. And he just goes, oh, yeah, I didn't go because I got blew up by a mine. That's the story we got. Yeah. Or actually, when you watch something like this, you think, fuck it. You didn't just get blown up by a mine, though, did you? Mm. You think, how, how much? I'd, I'd love to have known the full story. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I learnt some other bits. I learnt that 17 million people died and uh, 3 million or something on that front line yeah. trying to gain no more than a couple of hundred feet. I oh, know. They just went a couple of hundred feet. 3 million people yeah. to go a couple of hundred feet. Yeah, and they gained like 10 foot and then the tanks and flamethrowers went in and I pushed mean, them back. What it's the funny. fuck? I oh, know. You've got to be out fucking having a laugh, aren't yeah. you? It's, I mean, looking at the film, I'm like massive fucking production. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, I couldn't I mean, find a budget on this, but it must have cost a fortune. Yeah, I, mean, I know Netflix acquired the rights, but I mean, I suppose if they're paying... I was mean, it, good they're paying a lot of money for something like this. Yeah. We've had our uh, we've had our differences with Netflix and yeah. their films recently, yeah, haven't yeah. we? And, uh, this is where you spend your money. Yeah, yeah you definitely. Can see. But, then, but then again, this is probably... This is one that less people are going to watch. They're not going to watch yeah. a German epic war film. No. Um, I know it's obviously available in... In, in English but yeah. they're going to watch that Ryan Reynolds thing yeah. you know and yeah. it's disappointing because yeah. this is what you should get Netflix for yeah. this sort of thing not yeah. the Ryan Reynolds fucking thing I'm sorry if this comes across a bit xenophobic mate you can edit this out if it don't but did you find it weird did you find it weird that it's a German film uh, not really I, di- I didn't feel I like from what I understand about Germany is that the, the there's a different story from every one side. Mm. And this seemed to be an honest telling that the Germans did a lot for not a lot. Yeah. And I was shocked, actually shocked with the honesty of it coming from a German film. Right. Like no propaganda or no things. They showed that actually their blokes were sending... They showed the good side of the bloke trying to sort out the armistice, but actually did show them needlessly being sent in to be killed. Mm. 
Again, no. we're not even find that at all. I think we, we, we should be. It's refreshing. It's nice. It's a nice bit of history to be told. Yeah. Um, and it's nice that it's being acknowledged. Mm. Um, I just thought, oh, I wonder if that is a bit weird. No, I don't think so. I think it's. Uh, I think we we should. Yep. We should. But uh, yeah, I haven't really got a lot else to say about it, mate. I don't know about you. No, I, I, I did think I preferred the overall film, 1917. Oh, really? Overall, I think. Did you? Um, but I th- personally think this one's taught me a lot more. And I was grateful for that. And I don't think we should ever close off a learning new information, even if I should have known it. But I felt this almost educational. Mm. I'd almost want to show this to kids and go, right, this is the story of Armistice Day. Probably wait for them to grow up yeah. a little bit. But just like everyone goes and gets their poppies, everyone stands there and stuff. And I'm guilty as anyone else. I've learned a lot from it. Mm. But I do think I preferred 1970. Really? Yeah. Okay. What have you got? I've got 78. I've got 78. Oh, I think mine's a bit tight, but the dubbing really did. Irritate me. Well, I've got seventy-eight, but that's quite high for me. Yeah, it is. You know I would have I mean? gone eighty-five. Yeah, I, I've, I actually think it's worth more yeah. than that yeah. on that watch because I really enjoyed it. You shouldn't really enjoy it, should you? But as I said, I, I enjoyed watching it. I learnt stuff. Yeah. I didn't get, but I probably should give it more. Actually, yeah. I probably should be like eighty-one, eighty-two. Yeah. I reckon I did enjoy it. Let's. Yeah. Do, I've got to change it. Eighty-one. Right. 81 for that one for your I'm sticking at 78 uh, I've stopped doing them a long time ago mate don't worry about it you need to get but I reckon up. that's an 85 if I watch that in right. subtitles okay there we go that was good yeah. I enjoyed that yeah. doing alright these few weeks yeah Fucking that's good, great, good films week um, so uh, did you watch anything else yeah mate I watched Armageddon in a week um, and then I watched something else it was Armageddon with Littlen no no it was a bad one with Littlen don't know if I should say that one <laughs> we watched Armageddon and then Little and watched her first 18. Now, I didn't give her permission to watch this. I said, no, Cass, no. And she went, eh, it'll be all right. Blimey. Within three minutes, I think she realised she made a mistake. But it was law-abiding citizen. God. Yeah, I know. That's a bit. That's a bit. I mean, I, the horrors I can sort of understand if they're a little yeah. bit like you know they they have sort of fantasy horrors you've yeah. been watching, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Like, like I agree. Out of this world, that little by sitting a little bit real. I did say to Emmy, I was like, right, close your eyes, close your ears, and then after the first scene, I, I went right, open them up. And she went, what happened? I went, the mum and the kid are dead. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Oh, God, fucking hell. I know. I weren't behind it, mate. I weren't behind it. What about you? Uh, Ticket to Paradise. You. Yeah. How was that, mate? 11. I don't know what George Clooney thinks he was doing. I mean, even the outtakes were shit. You know, they're supposed to be like the funny bits. Yeah. I mean, they were fucking awful. I don't know what he was doing. I don't feel like he's got much of a personality, if I'm honest. (laughs) I can't imagine him finding something really funny. Do you imagine he's a bit of a knob? I like him in Dust from Dust Till Dawn, but do you reckon he's a bit of a knob? I just think he's a bit dull. Right. Okay. I can imagine him just sitting there and you're going, right, George? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got 11 because Jill liked it. Right. That's about it. Cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> this is the next section. This is the section that we have to call Homework. Homework.
There we go. So this is the section where we give each other films that we love and the other one hasn't seen in the hope of uncovering hidden gems. What did you give me this week? Gave you a film, mate. It's currently 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb. It's a 15, one hour, 25 minutes. Builds a drama, horror, mystery with synopsis of after returning to his childhood home, a disgraced children's puppeteer is forced to confront his wicked stepfather and the secrets that have tortured his entire life. Starring Sean Harris, Alan Armstrong and Andy Blythe, with a gross of $33,225, this was 2018's Possum. <laughs> I feel a bit under pressure, I think. Borrowed f- by Film Busters. Yeah, you say Film Busters have done it. I haven't. Uh, I didn't um... say they necessarily liked it. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I hope you need to listen to that episode oh, yourself, man. God, brilliant. Um, it's definitely a throwback to like 70s mm. British horror. Yeah. I had that sort of uh, vibe on it. Um, it must have been a cheap budget, though, I think. It did consist a lot of just Sean Harris wandering around. Mm. I think that the budget was probably about 20 quid. Right. And uh, it was like him just like wandering around, around where we live. <laughs> I could sort of imagine that those scenes were, were exactly there. And um, I was looking forward to saying to Jimmy up. Yeah. But, uh, probably not the film for that, mate. didn't get it here, did I? No. It's pretty depressing. Um, grim setting, horrible characters. That you know, I've done bad things. Shit, old house, brown teeth and fingers. You know, it's got the lot. Yeah. It's got the lot. I'm probably going to disappoint you with this one because I think that the film is better than someone like me can take from it. Right. And the reason that I mean is there's a lot of metaphor in that in yeah. here, and I don't really have. I'm not. My brain's not wired that way to mm-hmm. sit and watch a film and constantly think about what these metaphors mean. If it was like a supernatural horror film mm-hmm. with the possum thing, I would have got it a little bit more because yep. I can understand the fantasy, the real life bit, the real life metaphors and that. It's not for me, mate. It's not oh. for me. I do struggle. But I really like the lead, Sean Harris, remember him from Mission Impossible. He's probably my favourite. Harry Brown. Baddie in Mission Impossible. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's been in a great. lot, but I'm he's saying. brilliant. In Mission Impossible, he's probably my favourite, badly. And he did put himself into this. Yeah. Really, really did. His performance was mesmerising. Apparently he's a method actor. Is and he, he stayed in character. <laughs> did he? Set. Must be weird, that, mustn't it? Like, <laughs> did he carry around the bag? <laughs> did I he? don't know. Fucking hell. And Alan Armstrong was good, yeah. but in a bad way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was pretty good. Um, the children's book, yeah. that was a bit heavy, wasn't it? Yeah. Wouldn't want to put that out for kids, no, would you? No. David Walliams <laughs> writes The Possum. Yeah. Fucking hell. That was a scary, horrible thing, that was. And that possum thing. I mean, I would have liked to have had that as a toy as a kid yeah. to uh, to scare a kid, but it was horrible, wasn't it? Move it around your house, freak your mum out. <laughs> it was weird, wasn't it? Mum, you seen my possum yeah. thing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's up on the wall. I didn't get that out. <laughs> but yeah, the, the characters were very, very complex. Yeah. Uh, and this is where um, it wasn't quite for me. I mean, the films make me sad because there's people out here like this mm. who are completely wasting their lives. It makes me sad to think that people... Who have are, been fucked up by other people. Exactly, yeah. And, and are like living this way, you know, mm. like even fucking Alan Armstrong's character, they're both sit, living in this house. And it's just depressing, isn't it? It makes me very sad. Um, I thought it tried to be a bit too arty. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of cuts. Cuts to balloons, cuts to possum, cuts to balloons with smoke going through it. Yeah. I didn't really know what all that was about or okay. care about working out what it was about yeah. and like the black rain and that and all stuff like that and I'm, I'm sure it's just to do with psyche and stuff yeah. and, and his mental state Stay and in the time what had happened and, yeah. to him yeah but I, for me it just felt like a fucking perfume advert you okay. know what I mean yeah. he's got legs but he's not got legs you know what I mean one of those things bit too fucking arty 
there was a scene where he walked for ages, got the possum out, massive score was going on as he like lifted the possum thing yeah. out the bag up in the air. He held it up to his face. There was loads of noise, arty shit going on. And then he just threw it yeah. in front of him and it stopped. And then he just walked up to it and punched and kicked its head in. Yeah. Pointless yeah. for me. A pointless I get, I get thing, it. I get you know it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, yeah, it was just lost on me. I don't have the imagination, I don't think, that I need to care about putting it all together. Yeah. I watched it for what it was, but I couldn't be asked to go any deeper. I'm literally too literal. Yeah. So the, the possum coming back just annoyed me because I, w- I was watching it. The, the possum was actually a thing. We knew that it was a thing, mm-hmm. but it wasn't a supernatural horror. Mm-hmm. And he was leaving it places and it was coming back. Right. Literally, I don't know how that I, I, works. There's a, there's a whole thing of do you do it as a metaphor and bits. And I, it was interesting hearing Ben, uh, Paul and Adam talk about it. Um, because I think they took some different stuff from it from me. And some of the bits I agree with, some bits I didn't. And it's whether you look at the possum as an inner demon and did it actually exist. Right. And he's trying to get rid of his inner demons each time. I got the impression from my view that the young boy was actually him. And he was looking back at his past. Right. Um, because when he was on the train, he looked like he was drawing the comic book with the drawings. Right. And then when he escaped out of the thing, it was like he was letting himself free. Right. And um, for me, the possum represented his inner demons. And by sort of confronting Alan Armstrong, he set himself free. I mean, that's probably, it, that's it probably exactly talking, probably what they wanted to say. For I me, don't know. For me... They were talking about the possum. So for me, the possum existed. Yeah. I'm very literal when it comes mm-hmm. to stuff like that. And he was leaving it places and it was coming back. Mm. And there was no sort of like explanation or supernatural thing. I, I don't have that ability whilst I watch a film yeah. to process all of those things, yeah. um, unfortunately. So, um, so, but now you talk about it, it probably makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I just thought they kidnapped a boy and stuck him in a box. Again, only my interpretation of it. Right. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I think if you if you actually look at some other things, I think other people don't explain it like you do. They do right. explain it that Alan Armstrong had nicked a kid. Right. So there you go. But I don't know. I got, got a bit lost in that anyway. But yeah, if I was watching a film about a supernatural possessed puppet, then maybe it would have been a better film for me because yeah. I'd have had something to sort of latch yeah. on to as as being the truth. Um, can't per- fault the performance though. Um, the closing scene's intensity was was fucking crazy. You know what mm. I mean? Where he was uh, whipping him and shit like that. Oh, um, it was pretty bad. Um, horrible fighting scene where he gave him six of the best and put his fingers in his mouth. Those brown yeah. fingers that made me gag a bit. So I have got two scores on this. Okay. Um, I've got seventy five yeah. if we're talking about the performances, yeah. especially of Sean Harris. Yeah. Fifty if we're talking about the film. Yeah. In the middle, sort of, 62. Okay. Oh. Nice. Okay. I think it's fair, yeah. 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 All right. There we go. Yeah. That's nice uh, one, mate. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Well, yeah. It's a difficult watch for me. Difficult watch, mate. But um, I'm giving you next week, 2022 film directed by David Cronenberg, starring Viggo Mortensen, Leia Sadu, and Kristen Stewart. Running time of 107 minutes. $27 million budget, taking $4.5 million at box office, 5.9 on IMDb, 80% on Rotten Tomatoes, with a synopsis of Saul Tensor, a performance artist, grows new organs in his body and showcases their removal for his audience along with his partner. Things get complicated when they catch the fancy of a journalist. I'm giving you 2022's Crimes of the Future. Ooh, sounds a bit interesting. Well, David Cronenberg... Sounds a bit existential. <laughs> we talked about doing it. Uh, we didn't 
but um but yeah so i thought i'd yeah. give you that one so oh, well, thanks that's all right no worries i think uh i think luke sort of did luke watch that one i think oh, I one. yeah i think they did yeah. but um but there we go he catches the fancy of a journalist have you ever yeah. caught the fancy of anyone new no thought not so next <laughs> week <laughs> next week mate. Yeah. what are we doing uh yeah we're doing a film it's about some stuff and some things it's called watcher yeah i don't know anything about it mate no no okay um i'm yeah. going back around bland <laughs> we're doing watcher uh so uh so yeah that'd be interesting i mean it? i can guess what it's about i can guess it's about someone watching someone dirty peeper do <laughs> <laughs> dirty peeper Martin i thought call it dirty peeper today did you yeah by yeah. Jill, not by. I was going to say by some random. <laughs> that was is that in a dog walk? <laughs> Get away, you dirty peeper! <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't have been good. No, it was by Jill. Yeah. Right. Let's move on. We? So, uh, do you want to reiterate, mate, how people can get us on social media? Yes, mate, you can get us via Twitter, which is at movie underscore drone, or via email on movie drone podcast at hotmail dot com. Please do. I've had not too bad a uh, little little uh, little talk about that. Yeah, Quite enjoyed that. Been right, isn't it? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah. Not too bad. But I'm I'm gagging to go home. It'll do. So <laughs> it'll probably do. Yeah. So I saw your door. It is teal, isn't it? It is fucking hell. Yeah, San Jose right. Sharks I'll teal, you, mate. If you're uh, if you're uh, pissed up, you won't you won't get to go in the wrong house, will you? I want to fucking little yeah, sharks colour, mate. <laughs> if you don't know it, well, I've manipulated her. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so there we go then, mate. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Yeah. Uh, even Robin and Dan, who lasted one episode. But yeah. uh, thanks very much to everybody. If you made it through that one, please have a good week. I yeah. hope it stops raining for you. Thanks. Say goodbye, Mark. Goodbye, Mark. See you later, everybody. See ya. Bye. Oh, Emirate Movie sent me a message earlier, mate. She's still going. She's, She's still, still going. Yeah, I mean, she she was saying she was having a dream. She was a muffler. Yeah, apparently she woke up exhausted. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know how, what our dream about being a muffler would go. I don't, I don't know. Is that what you do? I don't, don't know. Whatever it was, mate, she woke up exhausted. <laughs> but um. <laughs> There we go. So this is the section where we give each other films that the... Uh... <laughs> it's Carol, mate. No, hang on, hang on, hang on. Ow. <laughs>